back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, I'm Alex Alpisu. This is episode 33. As always, you can go back and listen to other episodes where we talk about stories of fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Today, our guest is Brandon Matthews. Brandon is a fellow community member of the Tadpool, which is a, a, a common podcasting group that we uh, we both share interest in. Brandon, say hi to the nice folks at home. Hi, nice folks at home. How are y'all doing? Oh, they're doing great. I can hear them from here. I can hear oh, them yeah. from here. Now, Brandon, uh, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a... I live in uh, Denver, Colorado, actually in a little suburb uh, just outside called Lakewood. I've uh, been here a few years, moved from uh, Texas after I got laid off my job and then moved myself, my wife, and our then one-year-old daughter here to uh, start a whole new life in a brand new state. Um, back in the day, uh, Tadpool people will hopefully recall the uh, Extra Life radio podcast where I played the voice of the character Old Man Franks. He also made quite a few appearances on the Instance podcast as well. Yep. Um, mostly I'm just a guy with a 9-to-5 office job that does blogging and uh, – Hopefully, upcoming soon, some Dungeons and Dragons stuff on the side. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, your kids because you and I are in a, a similar boat where we have uh, young daughters. Yours is a little bit older than mine. Why don't you introduce us to your kids? Uh, yeah. My firstborn is my daughter Amelie. She is currently four and a half. She <laughs> she loves princesses, the colors pink and purple, and Disney movies under the sun. She is a She's a stereotypical girly girl in a lot of ways, but in other ways, she's the tomboyest tomboy you'll ever come across. She's uh, utterly hilarious. She's, you know, starting to really just show off more and more of her personality. I, I'm just loving watching her grow up. Uh, my second uh, is my son, Malcolm. He just turned two. He is, some days he's entering the terrible two stage. Other days, he's the sweetest little boy you've ever met in your life. And it's it's a lovely dichotomy, but that's what makes it interesting. Terrible um, twos. So yeah. I have I have young cousins, and that area around two or three years old. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I feel like Arya's starting it early because she just like freaks out, mm-hmm. just kind of freaks out. Uh, what specific things does Malcolm do with this whole terrible twos thing? He he is. Uh, he is um, showing off a lot of need and desire and want for independence. And he wants to do things on his own terms, where if we ask him to do something that he doesn't want to do at a given moment, like say, hey, can you please eat your friggin' chicken nuggets? <laughs> uh, he will, you know, just not do it. And if we try to force the issue, he will start throwing things. Oh, first, it'll be, first, it'll be food. And then if we... You know, if we escalate it from there, like, no, stop that. We do not throw food. He'll just escalate from then and start throwing other things. Uh, he's shattered plates a few times. Oh, my gosh, he, really? He just got so upset because we were telling him to do things that he just did not want to do. And he's he's very strong willed. And it's it's proving a challenge where we're trying some new techniques to where we just, you know, kind of, you know, don't be so confrontational about it. Just try to redirect it in a more positive light. And, you know, try to be more encouraging rather than, you know, uh, demean, not uh, not demeaning, but like, you know, trying, you know, trying to escalate the uh, the tempers like, you know, no, we don't throw food. You know, stop doing that. You need to listen. Right. That sort of thing. And how, how does uh, your wife take take all this? Hey, oh, by the way, do you want to introduce your wife? Oh, uh, yeah. Her name's Karen. Um, she's <laughs> she's the uh, well-known old lady Franks <laughs> ever since she married me. Um, yeah, she's a stay at home mom. 
and she is pretty much the only thing keeping me sane because I don't know how she has the patience she does. The woman's a saint. And hey, that is, is a calling. Oh yes, my god, it, I really it, do believe that. It is. She is a. She's brilliant. She. She knows. She. It's like she can almost tell just how to uh, speak to our kids in a way that gets them, you know, going in the directions we want to. Whereas, you know, I can be kind of pigheaded sometimes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm curious to hear some examples of that. Like, do, do you have any any examples that you'd like to share, like specifically with dealing with some of Malcolm's awesome, uh, troubling twos, terrible twos situations? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, wh- this is actually something we just discovered the other day. Is that he apparently has an order that he wants to eat things in and he wants to save the meat for last. So really? Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, he'll eat all of his vegetables and bread and other side stuff first. And then he'll want to eat the meat last. But is it because like the meat is awesome or is he just uh, being weird? Your guess is (laughs) good. Fair enough. No idea what's going on on in that kid's head someday. Um, So yeah, I mean, we'll, We'll be sitting there and watching him, like, eat, you know, his chips and or whatever vegetable we're going. It's like, hey, can you eat some meat? And then when he just doesn't do it, we'll be like, okay, well, you know, he's going to stop eating and say he's full and not want to eat any of his meat. So, you know, we just keep trying to encourage him to do it. And eventually he just gets so frustrated, stuff gets thrown on the floor. Right. Well, the other day my wife was just like, okay, I'm just going to let it ride a little bit. And then lo and behold, it's like, okay. And I'm gonna eat all my veggies, gonna eat my bread, and then, okay, meat time, chomp. Really? Okay. Like, seriously? You just wanna save it for last? What the heck? <laughs> Is that funny? Kids are weird, man. Like, it's one it, of those it, weird things where you're like, you, you, you want them to get protein, because, you know, they, you know, kids need protein to, you know, it's part of the growing process. And then when you just sit there and watch, it's like, nope, I'm just gonna eat it last. Well, and it, so oh. he, here's what I want to ask you as yeah. a slightly more veteran parent than I am at this point. <laughs> uh, okay. So Arya has been doing something really weird lately where she will, sure. uh, she'll, she'll start eating and like, she's really good about eating really anything, but mm-hmm. lately and like lately, I mean, over the past couple days, she will take food, stick it in her mouth, chew it for about 30 seconds or so, and then just spit it out and then move on to the next thing chew it and then just spit out she doesn't ever swallow it and i'm like kid you're not getting the sustenance and then she's like oh i'm done and i want to get down and i'm and you know and then she's asking for a bottle you know we've taught her how to ask for a bottle by like squeezing her hand you know through like sign uh-huh. language and so yeah. she's asking for a bottle i'm like kid like you're still hungry because you didn't actually like eat i understand that you <laughs> like the flavor and everything did your kids ever do that on occasion malcolm has done that but it's never been a consistent thing and a couple of the times he's done it recently, he will chew it, take it out to eat something else, finish whatever that is, and then pick up the half-chewed mess and shove it back in his gullet. Oh, no. God, that's it's, gross. It's gross, but he eats it, so I don't care. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. But still, like, I watch Arya, like, she will take, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the grossest thing. I, I don't know. Like, really imagine anything. And then all of a sudden, you just, you hear it go, bleh. And then it just kind of like rolls down and it's on her bib. And then she's got like a mound of mush just uh-huh. sitting on her bib and like on her, on her tray, yeah. like on yeah. her high chair. I'm like, what are you doing, kid? Like, that's a lot of food. Yeah. The only thing I, that I would possibly even think about as a solution to that would be, is she taking too big of a bite? 
No, that's a thing. So we tried. Actually, that is something we thought about. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really just hoping that this is like Malcolm and this is a phase. Otherwise, I'm going to find a fix and I'll share it with everybody listening. But uh, <laughs> excuse me. And so we have to uh, like we had to cut up like because that's that's one thing that we thought about. These these pieces are pretty big that we're giving her. Let's cut them up. And it's still she will like put a little piece in her mouth and then just kind of like a little bit out and then just sits there as she's chewing on the rest of her food. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. That's that's a new one to me. Yeah, man. All right. Well, you know, I want to do actually touch on another topic that you brought up earlier. So you have a love and affinity for some some geeky things. And I love this. You you have a love for for video games. That's something that we were talking about. We're both members of the AIE Guild. If you guys have heard other episodes where I've had um, Justin on and Don on and like these are all folks that are all uh, members of AIE and, a, and an online gaming guild. Um, you know, this this love of this quote unquote geek culture and nerd culture is always very interesting to me because I always like to hear how folks share this love with their kids. What are some of the things that you do um, to share your love of D&D, of video games, of, of this sort of thing with your kids? Um, my daughter absolutely loves watching me play uh, World of Warcraft and Old Republic. Like one of her favorite things to do if I'm ever in here on the computer and she comes in, she'll immediately go, Daddy, can you play Star Wars? Oh, it's adorable. She likes she'll constantly be wanting me to like walk her through what's going on because she'll be like staring at it and she and, you know, I'll comment on something that we both just saw and then she'll go, what happened? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's great. What, what's um, her favorite thing about like, is it specifically Star Wars she wants to watch or does she like World of Warcraft too or what? She prefers Star Wars. She does enjoy watching World of Warcraft. If I'm playing World of Warcraft, I have to be playing her character. Oh, um, she has a character. And what type of character does she have? Uh, she actually has a Nightborn Warlock. At, right after the um, the whole allied races came out with Legion, uh-huh. I uh, unlocked him and I showed Omni. He's like, oh, hey, Omni, look, this, these, look at these elves I unlocked. She's like, oh, Daddy, can you make me one? Oh, that is well, adorable. Have, you can't say well, no to that. No, I, I can't. It's like, well, I haven't made a Nightborn character. I don't... <laughs> For a lot of reasons, I don't particularly care for elves in World of Warcraft. Yeah. So I wasn't planning on making one. So I figured, okay, well, what the heck? I'll just I'll make one for her. So I went through and said, okay, here's all the you know the character creation options. What color skin do you want? Oh, you want that one? Okay. What that hairstyle? Blah blah. So on and so forth. And then we came out with this you know this lady, Nightborn Warlock, and I said, okay, Amelie, what do you want to name her? I figured maybe she'd say something like Princess or something like that. Mm-hmm. She goes, name her Go Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go Go. <laughs> Go go, just G O G O. Yes, Daddy. Okay, that's probably going to be taken, but we'll try it. G O G O. Login screens like. No way! Okay, it's not taken. <laughs> oh my gosh! Holy cow! That's great. And so, so what happens when you log in with these characters? Is she like telling you what to do, or like how does it work? Um, it's I I kind of try and lead it into a way of like okay, Amelie, this person wants us to do you know this, so we're gonna have to go into this cave and kill a bunch of spiders or something. And she's like, why? Yeah. Well, be, because they're 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 big spiders and they're biting all the people that work in here. Why? Oh boy, because that's what spiders do. Okay, Daddy, let's go do it. <laughs> that is so funny. That is yeah, so funny. She, she'll she'll throw out the why a few times until you get to the point of that's just what they do, sweetie. And it's like, okay, that's when she stops. It's, and you know, then we'll go, 
all right, well, you know what we need to do? And then she's like, Daddy, there's one. Go get it. It's like, okay, I'm going to go get it. Yeah, that's great. It, it, what, yeah. what also is great about this is that, so if you guys haven't ever played World of Warcraft, a warlock is a magical user that summons demons to do their bidding. <laughs> And the yep. fact that your four-year-old daughter is like into a warlock is just absolutely great. I I think it had something to do with the colors of the character when like on the longest piece, like that one's wearing purple, Daddy. Let's do that one. Yeah. So, okay, sure. Why not? I mean, they and are pretty course, and and deadly, and that's great. I love it. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I she likes watching me summon in the uh, the Voidwalker pet because it's a very almost it's almost like a purplish blue. Yeah, and she really thinks it's pretty looking. Is she just like like? What do you explain that to her as? Are you just like? Are, are you just straight up like? Oh, this is a demon, or are you like? Oh, this is a magical uh, genie thing. No, I literally just say it's like. Oh, that's Gogo's pet. There you go. Okay. All right. I good. She, she's happy with that because she understands the concept of pets. There you go. Yes. It's we, like we this had is... a dog for we had a dog for two weeks before. Uh, I got tested and determined. Oh, you're actually really allergic. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, worse. That was that was two of the worst weeks of my life because there was nothing wrong with our dog. I, I loved her. She was a yeah. sweetie. She was a, she was a bit clingy. That was probably the worst fault of her. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just I couldn't be around her. I was just like, why am I feeling so miserable? I've always known I'm allergic to cats. I've never known I was allergic to dogs. And then all of a sudden we have a dog in our house. And I'm just miserable. Oh I'm yeah. Taking allergy, I'm taking allergy medicine. It's not helping. I don't know if this is just a really bad allergy season or if, you know, I'm, if the dog is, you know, just being in the same house as the dog is just making it worse. So I went and got tested and lo and behold, yep. You tested positive for dog allergy. Oh uh, yeah. That was, that was not a fun, that was not a fun day when we had to take the dog back to the shelter. Yeah. What was that like for the kids? I'm sure that they grew a bit attached, right? Um, my son was kind of too little to understand what was happening. And my daughter is actually, we were trying to work her through past this, but she had a kind of a traumatic experience with a dog where one kind of jumped on her and it knocked her over. Mm. So now she's, now she's a little bit either, either scared of dogs that they're like really big and jumpy and active. Yeah. If they're gentle, she's still very like, she still has a lot of trepidation around them. So you know, she she was getting better around our dog and like I think she was starting to break through. So and she but she kind of understood and wasn't like screaming, crying, upset when we had to tell her, hey, daddy's really allergic to the dog. We we have to give her we have to give her back so she can find a home where she won't be, you know, making making everyone sick. Yeah, that's a good I have a friend who recently had to do that for other reasons their dog actually um when they adopted her um after a few weeks she like became abnormally aggressive and and the kids like are are surprisingly capable of handling that which you know they were they were they were upset but they understood you know it's it's okay for them to feel sad about that because yeah that was their puppy and then um, but they understood the greater good of that. I, I think that the I think that the emotional intelligence of kids is something that's constantly undermined and, and constantly not 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 really considered. Um, underestimated, for, 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 yeah, me, yeah, underestimated yeah. For, for most kids. Um, at, at least that that's been my experience. Do you agree? Or I would absolutely agree with that. I am constantly surprised by my daughter in that arena. She just it's like stop growing up isn't that wild 
it's like I go, I go through the time hop app every every day and I just look back like you know four years ago when my daughter's like almost a newborn or a toddler and I'm like how is this so far in the past already I know it's sad. I, I mean, yeah. you know, because uh, and I was just, I was sharing with you before the show about how you know Arya is now thirteen months, going on sixteen years old. But <laughs> um, uh, you know that that twelve month mark was so impactful for me. And and I have a, an episode for you folks listening that you know one year later where I recorded an episode on her birthday and and just kind of thinking back about that this past year ha- has been crazy i can't imagine what it's like you know in your shoes having a daughter four years later um you know what what has this been like i mean and, and you know you got a, you got a long way to go here i mean she's young <laughs> compared to other people's kids um what has this been like for you so far it's been i've i don't i don't even know how to describe that it just seems like such a big like how how's it been it's just like, I've, how do you condense four years into, you know, a few sentences uh, yeah. worth of just, you know, growth and change, you know, not just for them, for me, too. Yeah. I mean, being a parent was, you know, a scary concept. And I, I always just, you know, approach it every time I had, like, any anxiety about it. It's like, okay, it's all right. Karen will know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, then, you made me choke. That is so yeah. true. The wife well, is is that center <laughs> pillar of how everything just falls into place. I agree. Yeah, but it's like it, it's very strange just how quickly you adapt to like the, the needs of your kid. I mean, it's, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I have for anybody who's having kids is structure. Get used to it. Make it happen. Stick to it. You will have such an easier time later on if you can do this now and force them you know more not not, not so much force them but just make it happen as, as best you can what sort of structure I mean, did you put in place early I mean, on with your daughter and, and now your son um you know what once they get past that stage where they're sleeping more than often than they're awake my wife's like okay we are instituting a set nap time from this hour to this hour you know that's when we put them down for a nap and we just let them sleep until they either wake up on their own, in which case we keep them, let them stay in the room until the structured time is up. And then we go in and get them like, hey, hey, hey well, let's do stuff and then be intentional and spend the rest of that time with them until bed. Or if they're not awake by that point, you know, try and wake them up so that, you know, they're, they're good and, uh, you know, ready to ready to go and that they understand. It's like, oh, hey, this is the time when you wake up, you know, now now we get played with. Yay. Yep. That sleep schedule is so important. That's yeah. That 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 more than anything is is the greatest piece of advice I can give to someone. Yeah. And even now that Amelie is, you know, she's at the time where she doesn't necessarily need that nap. We still make her go to her room and play quietly, or watch like you know a movie on her little kids Kindle that we have for her. Uh-huh. But at, at at this age, we're like, okay, you don't have to go to sleep, but you do need to go to your room because. You know, you, you need time to be by yourself and kind of get your center back up. So do we. And so it's, it's just kind of our t- uh, kind of like a relaxing, you know, recapture some uh, energy moment for everyone in the house. I love that. You, you know, I, as as we've had a, a very brief conversation today so far, I, yes. I, I can't help but admire some of the just the natural uh parenting tendencies that i'm hearing from you like it's very um 
I, I just I, I love what I'm hearing. Um, what sort well, of? I, I wish I could take credit for all of them, but yeah. this is this is ninety nine percent coming from my wife. Well, who you is know smart that to realize this. Hey, that and is, then, and then I I realize the benefit of it in hindsight because I'm like, oh yeah, you're right because they need that that and that. Like, why didn't I think of that in the first place? Dude, that 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 is so <laughs> true. I mean, honestly, that is. That is such a key thing. That partnership between you and your wife, and, and I could say that about Deanna and me. It's like it, we we have to kind of keep each other in balance too, because I think it's fair to say that you know, as parents, we have these frustrating moments where maybe we get uh, frustrated with how things are going, with uh, you know, maybe like sleep regression or or their eating habits mm-hmm. or something, and. Um, I mentioned on a show, uh, maybe it was a, a couple episodes ago, about how, you know, like, I, I would be the first one to get kind of frustrated with how much Aria was fussing. But Deanna brought up the point about, hey, this is just how she knows how to communicate. Like, she doesn't know how to That's tell us true. A, about these things. And that is something that helps me kind of recenter myself. So I, I totally agree with that perspective about the the parents. And, and I, I wanted to know more about you know, your dad, I mean, hearing, you know, your just natural tendencies on, on how you approach parenting, (laughs) what sort of influence did your dad have on your parenting style? Honestly, not a lot. Yeah. Um, I, when I was a baby, uh, I don't know exactly how old, but my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. and I live with my mother. She raised me on her own, kind of a, you know, single, she never dated, she never, Remarried. I don't even. I don't even think she ever dated again after that. But I would see my dad uh, probably like once a month, maybe a couple times a month, and then kind of less and less as I grew older. And then there was a time, um, like before I got married, where I hadn't spoken to my dad for nearly two years. Oh wow! Yeah, there was just uh, there was some incidences some miscommunications that caused hurt feelings on my side and i basically said to myself okay i'm just gonna wait for him to make the first move because i i, I can't do it anymore like and like i said there's a lot more to it than that there were there were miscommunications on both sides there was some uh, some techn- technological failures um so yeah honestly i I had father figures in my life, um, you know, other people who more or less kind of stepped in and showed me, you know, just a lot of the same stuff that a dad would. And, you know, they, they were, they were, they changed growing up. Um, <laughs> I had one guy who I worked for as a summer job and he made it his mission to teach me to do manly things. He worked, he worked, uh, <laughs> He was had his own construction business. He did remodeling, and I came kind of came on as his assistant. And the guy, the guy and I just we kind of butted heads from the start. He, uh, we had very different personalities, very different perspectives on things, very different senses of humor. Uh, the guy listened to country music twenty four seven, and I wanted to poke my own eardrums with a rusty knife by that point. <laughs> yeah, so I, I started telling. This this guy and his wife were great friends uh-huh. of my grandmother, and you know my mom and my grandmother were super close. We you know they didn't live too far from each other, so I was over at both at her house a lot with my mom, and I would tell them it's like, you know this this guy I I don't think he he's who you think he is he's he's kind of a jerk, <laughs> and they're like oh you just don't like working hard oh he's working you hard and you just don't like it 
I'm like, no, no, it's not that. I mean, just being around talking with the guy, he, he's he's not a he's not really a person I want to be around all that much. Really, you know, he's he's not really what you would call a good role model. I don't, I don't, I know you guys keep saying otherwise, but he's he's not. And they're like, oh, you you don't know what you're talking about. He's Mason's a great guy. I just name dropped him. Oops. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, later on, the dude did some stuff in his personal life that resulted in uh, him and his wife getting a very acrimonious divorce. Oh man! And the fault being entirely on his end. You know, <laughs> Mason, if you're listening, sorry, it, it is. Well, uh, hey, it is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I so, think I think that yeah, those. I, I, oh, no, no, please finish, please. I, I just want to say I, I took the greatest pleasure of my life going to my mom and grandmother, going, "I told you that. so." Did you listen, <laughs> old Brandon? No, you didn't. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that it's it's really important, and I talk to a lot of fathers on this show who have good, negative, etc. sort of experiences with dads, fathers, father figures, etc., whatever you want to call them. I've, I've talked to many men who have taken that negative experience and then flipped it and said, you know what? I'm not doing that. I am yeah. going to be uh, the opposite. I'm going to be loving, compassionate to my kids. I'm not going to um, berate them for X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that this negative situation, well, you know, it could be perceived as negative, but uh, that situation didn't taint the way that you see uh, fatherhood. Yeah, well, by, by that point, I was, you know, old, uh, old enough to know it's like I, I, I had decided for myself, I had plenty of great, you know, uh, father figure role models growing up that I knew it's like I'm not listening to a thing this guy has to teach me other yeah. than, you know, here's here's how I do things for the job. Any, any other life advice you have to give me is just going to roll right off my back like you right. know, water on a duck. And and I don't I don't want this to be, you know, taken wrong. My dad and I now have a great relationship. Oh, good. Okay. The, the After that period where we didn't talk for a long time, uh, I <laughs> I honestly having was having a hard time because I was kind of bitter. I had a hard time with sending him an invitation to my wedding. Yeah. And my wife's like, just go ahead and do it. I mean, if he shows up and, you know, there's – uh, you know, there's no reconciliation to be had there or whatever. Just, you know, we'll just make it work. We're not going to let him ruin our day, but please, my wife is very encouraging. Please send him the invitation. So I said, okay. And I did it and he showed up. We have a very long talk and our relationship has improved significantly. It's probably, probably this, you know, among the strongest it's ever been, you know, now that I'm, you know, an adult starting a family. Yeah. And <laughs> being a grand being a grandparent has been one of the highlights of his life, or so oh, he tells good. me. Yeah, so that was actually going to be then, my next question. And then I took, and then I took his grandkids and moved them. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So I was good. I was actually going to ask, like, is he in his grandkids' life? And um, so that, that that's great to hear that he's part of your life now. Yeah, yeah. He he was he and my stepmom were very. They, they loved Hanalee, you know, for the year that, you know, she was there. She she would go over and, like, spend some time with him as often as as often as often uh, they could. And unfortunately, you know, having lived so far away from them, mm-hmm. you know, she only sees them, you know, maybe once a year when we can go down there for, like, a holiday or something. And it's, you know, you, you don't grow up seeing the same, you know, grandparents day in and day out. And 
suddenly it's hard for them to have such a connection and uh it's difficult and I, I regret it's one of the few regrets I have about moving to Colorado is just distancing her from the rest of my family who are all still back in Texas. Yeah, is uh is there a reason that you guys moved to Colorado? Maybe it was your your wife's family was there or just looking for uh, a new no, start? All, all of our family is in Texas. I got laid off from my job. Right. And I was thinking, okay, well, the the other thing was is that my best friend and his wife who Karen and I are the legal godparents of, they moved up to Colorado because they wanted to, you know, start building their own life, their own thing away from more or less either a, I don't want to say preconceived notions about what someone should do or just the life that they, you know, had since college and kind of gotten comfortable in. They wanted to like have a fresh start somewhere else. And they really kind of fell in love with Denver when they vacationed here once. So they had always kind of hoped and prayed that we would join them because they wanted they wanted us to be involved in their kids' lives because if something ever did happen to them, legally, we were responsible for them at that point. Right. So when I got laid off, we, we'd been talking about and trying to make plans to move to Colorado and, and at the very least go up there and see what it was like. Right. And then I got laid off. Yeah. And so I started – we started the whole process of job hunting. I'm like, all right. I need to basically kind of more or less restart my career because I've been with this company since I since college, mm-hmm. since I graduated. And so I had a whole bunch of really good interviews that I thought went really well. I really connected with them. I felt like I really impressed them with my answers and knowledge of stuff. And then I interviewed with Miller Coors the summer before, and they told me, uh, yeah, we're, we're hiring someone else. You know, sorry, we'll keep you in mind. So... After I have about, you know, four maybe really good interviews, I have I'm trying to use up the last of my benefits before uh, they go away forever. Mm-hmm. So I go get some dental work done. No, wait, I, I I jumped ahead. Sorry, let me rewind a bit. Nice. I, I got a call back from uh, Miller, my the person I interviewed Miller Cruz saying, "Hey, we actually need a couple extra people in the role we interviewed you for. Can we do another interview?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure." So this one was actually a. Uh, it was a follow-up interview. It was, it was called a follow-up interview. It was done on the phone as opposed to my first interview, which was entirely like uh, on a web video. Okay. And so the follow-up interview went a heck of a lot better than the uh, the web video because I was so nervous. I was sweating. I was trying not to fidget. I felt like I, lo- I, like I looked unnatural just sitting there not moving. <laughs> anyway, the phone interview that I had went way better, and I thought to myself, oh, you know, hey, that, that went good. I, you know, it's probably just all the experience I've had interviewing lately. Probably nothing will come of it. I don't. I'll. I'll probably get a call back from one of the other jobs I, I t- interviewed for. I'll just have to take that and tell Millicores if they call back saying, "Yeah, I appreciate it, but I've already taken another job." So I go in and I have the dental procedure done, and I'm at home sleeping off the anesthesia. And then I just wake up out of nowhere. My phone's ringing. Pick it up. And go. Hello. Oh God! Oh no. <laughs> And they're like, and it's it's the lady I interviewed with at Miller Coors, and she's like, Brandon, are you okay? It's like, Krista, yeah, sorry, just had dental work done, sleeping off anesthesia. I'm I'm really sorry. Um, what can I can I help you with something? Did you need more information? She's like, Oh no, I just wanted to call and tell you that the job's yours if you want it. Oh my god, <laughs> and you're and sitting like, there drugged up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm so sorry. She's like, No, I totally understand. And, uh, oh my God. 
It's like, you'll get the formal offer letter. You have until date X to sign it and return it if you want it. Otherwise, please call me back and let me know you're declining, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Dude. I go, Karen, I think I just got a job in Colorado. <laughs> it was either that I'm or the anesthesia. Sure, <laughs> Did this really happen? And she's like, wait, what? Oh my so, God, that is so good. So oh, we, my we, God. We waited a while to consider it, and then I finally heard back from all the other places I interviewed with in Texas. And all of them all of them came back and said, yeah, we're, we've chosen to go with another candidate. Thank you very much for your interest. And I'm just sitting there going like, I'm taking this as a sign. Yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> or, how have you liked living in Colorado? I, I love it. Um, the weather here is phenomenal compared to texas yeah uh there's not really much in the way of humidity so you don't constantly feel like you're swimming through the air oh yeah just walking outside i'm in the dc area so i th- this is terrible yeah yeah i mean Colorado's great it's how's the housing market is ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's i think it's only behind the california area in terms of houses are too ridiculously overpriced Oh yeah, it's like that out yeah, here too, though. I like so I totally okay. appreciate that. Yeah, and yeah. Other than I mean, other than that, and the fact that I miss a lot of the food options in Texas, because again, uh, real, yeah. real estate is so expensive. Very few businesses are willing to move here, or yeah. if they do, they're only moving to specific areas where the cost of living is so insane. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you you just have to get used to that. You know, Colorado is a great place to live. I I really I really like it here. Dude, that's great. And you know what? So there's been a, a resounding theme in this entire conversation. It's been that your wife is, uh, as the kids say, <laughs> da bomb. She is fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if you as old man Franks understands what da bomb means to the kids, but it's a that's a popular uh, that's a popular phrase amongst the youngins. Yes. Um, no, this is this has been a great conversation, man. And I do appreciate, you know, your perspective on fatherhood and you sharing some some good tidbits about how to handle the 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 terrible twos and and uh some of the tumultuous things you have going on with with young kids and because i i feel it already coming on and and she's not even two yet so (laughs) this is this has been a really great conversation brand i appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me today it's nice to meet you Likewise. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it greatly. Of course. And uh, for you folks at home, again, our guest today is Brandon Matthews, uh, our friend here in the uh, in the Tadpole and uh, fellow AIE Guild member. Um, again, the website is thedadchronicle.com if you'd like to go and listen to older episodes and other stories. Brandon, thank you again for being on the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Everybody have a great uh, evening. Take care. Stay off my lawn, dirt it! If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.